Hey everyone, welcome to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I have spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create hot and healthy sexual and intimate relationships. And we're working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Today, the letter is Y, and Y is for Yoni Massage. So joining me today to talk all about erotic massage is therapist, erotic body worker, and somatic sex educator, Jessica Parker. Hello. Hi. So let's start with what is a yoni massage, because some people do not know. Sure. So um, yoni is a word that some people use in different uh, tantric uh, worlds, mostly. It's the word for the vulva. So um, genital massage for women, people assigned women. Um, the massage itself, you know how you'd normally get like a, a head massage or a shoulder massage, a yoni massage or a pussy massage or a vulva massage, whatever word you want to use, is more of uh, giving a nice sort of special treatment to your vulva. So whether it's a sensual treatment or more of uh, just a holistic, relaxing or remedial um, massage, yeah, it can incorporate all or just one of those things. And so in your practice, you offer individual um, erotic massage. You got, you also do erotic massage of four hands with your partner. Mm, yeah, so um, I've got um, quite a few different sort of uh, portals to which I own, branches to which I work with. But I work with my partner and we do ebony and ivory sensual massage. So he's from East Africa where he was taught um, different sexual practices at a young age, traditional sexual practices at a, at a young, you know, as he was growing up. So a lot more practical sex ed than um, I had. And so we combined my Western training with his East Africa. African sort of background and combined uh, package that would be full body, sensual, erotic massage for individuals or couples or anyone really, anybody. Um, and yeah, we do it together also. So that's um, hence the forehand massage. There's two of us. Um, and that is how we, how we work. So some people hire um, just to have sessions just with him or just with me or to, with us together. And and it is amazing. I can I can speak to this personally. It is, <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, I really, really. This was um a, a something that I hadn't really approached before, and um, because we're both part of Scarlet Ladies, um, when I saw the kind of listing of what you did, I thought, well, that sounds interesting. Mm. Uh, um, that sounds like it could be a lot of fun. I could also see where for some people that could be very, it could be very triggering. Mm. And for others, it could be a really good way of working through some triggers. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So it's um, the intention in which we do it. Obviously we customize it to suit individuals or the people's sort of needs. So some people really, yeah. How um, this could be the first time that they've ever had a massage it could be the first time that they've been naked in front of someone it could be that they're wanting to learn more about the pleasure for themselves it could be they want to learn more pressure about within their relationship or it could mean that yeah they just got to a point where they might not have been in relationship or had much touch for a while or it could be post 
baby post-operation and they just want to get back into their body, back into their sensuality, back into their sort of own juiciness in a way. So in terms of triggering, it just depends on what people what people are bringing with them. So, yeah, I mean, yonis, vaginas, they hold a lot of, a lot of stories, a lot of stuff. So it can bring up a lot of stuff, that's for sure. So we allow always allow space for that just to to be. It's not like we're going to go and, you know, bring out trauma or bring or, or it's not a sort of a, yeah. a talking therapy thing. No. But it's really like an experience which things if things come up, they can just come up. And we, we're, we're quite, we're very experienced in dealing with, you know, pretty much most situations, to be honest. So, yeah, it's a, it, it can be, it can, th- people may be like, well, that's a bit full on, but we take, it's very slow. It's very sensual. The idea is for a person to receive pleasure passively so they can feel their own body at a deeper level. Well, and this is, this is something I want to, I want to kind of talk about in depth because I think it's something that most people do not, um, uh, do very often mm. the idea of completely um, passively receiving and I know for me that was one of the most wonderful parts of this was that for me that's not something I do very often um, mm. and certainly not to that level and I actually came and had two hours which was fantastic because it allowed me to have enough of the 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 the, like really deep massage to be incredibly relaxed Mm. by the time things got erotic Mm. Uh, and so I I think I got more out of it because of that I think I Mm. got a lot more out of it because of that um yeah absolutely I mean uh, usually you know a massage people think oh an hour or so Obviously, yeah, the longer the better because it does take a while for your brain just to slow down and allow your body just to melt into actually receive mode. So particularly for someone, you know, for people who are normally used to giving and doing and, and being onto it or, or just active, to actually just allow themselves to let go and trust obviously takes a while. I mean, you know, if you come see us, you're in a new situation, we're new people, it's, you, no matter how much we relax you, your head's still going to be you know, thinking of newness. So we really try and help you drop in really quickly so you can get to that sort of depth. And yeah, obviously, you know, um, coming all the time would be um, having deep massage all the time would help you drop into that space. Or if you've got like meditation practices or other sort of tools that you can use that can help drop you into that space. But yeah, a two-hour sort of session would be a nice amount of time where you can have a chat, let go of any sort of thoughts or questions at the beginning, get into a nice full sort of rhythm with the massage before it starts becoming more and more essential if you want it to go that way. Um, we tell people there's no right or wrong, whether you have an orgasm and you don't, it doesn't, there's no, it's not like, it's not goal orientated. We can facilitate it and hold space for that, absolutely. Um, but there's no pressure to perform, that's the key. Yeah, and and that and that is really absolutely um, incredible to be given that permission to just receive and go where you want to go and not worry about um, taking care of anybody else mm. and not worry about reciprocity, which for me is really difficult, right? Oh yeah, no, totally. I mean, normally when we are in a sensual or sexual situation, there's more pressure to perform. You're worried about pleasing someone else. You might think of timing. For a lot of women in particular, we're speeding up our arousal to match our partner's pace. 
or mm-hmm. we're willing we're willing ourselves to to have the orgasms quicker or quickly just or we're chasing them so there's a lot of tension or there's a lot of thoughts so we're more in our head so the idea of a sensual erotic massage is to surrender like i said before receive pleasure passively but also that helps allow you to feel what you're feeling rather than thinking what you're feeling or what you're going to do um and it helps you understand your own body in a sexual way or just in a whole holistic way at a deeper level so when you do go and maybe share yourself with someone else uh, have sex or it can help you come from a more sort of a tangible reference point in which to explain or communicate what works well for you or what you might need so you don't really i personally think you don't normally you don't really need a reason to have an erotic massage why not but yeah. if, if if anyone did want these are these are some of the reasons of why it would be a benefit to actually explore your own body outside of maybe your relationship or or yourself Indeed. And we're about um, a minute and a half from break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk some more about um, the whole idea of, of, of surrender in, in terms of, of this type of work and um, the, the benefits that you can receive, which go above and beyond um, orgasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and above and beyond um, great sensual feelings and feeling in your body, because there's an awful lot that you can get out of this. Mm. Uh, it goes further. Um, mm. So we will have a word from our sponsors and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Hey everybody, welcome back to the A to Z of sex. This week, why is for Yoni Massage? And I'm talking with Jessica Parker and this is part two. Um, and before we went to break, we were talking um, about the idea of surrender and, and how amazing this can be and what other benefits this can actually bring above and beyond some of the obvious ones. Yeah. So learning to surrender can be quite a different um, experience. So particularly for a uh, woman um, having recently just given birth myself, learning to let go and learning to let go into forcing our bodies um, to perform um, whether it's sexually or just actual functions, can be a really interesting space. And having going, so learning to let go with with people who you're not necessarily involved with in terms of a relationship um, can be a nice sort of neutral space. So you don't have any judgment on yourself. You don't have any pressure to perform or please or give back to anyone. I mean, learning to let go into your own body creates a sort of space in which you can just understand your own body and and feel it in a way particularly in a sexual way that doesn't have to be doing which is kind of a contradiction to a lot of people um and that's that can really be quite deep um because we don't have we don't normally go into that space of exploring just ourselves it's hard to do that when you're you know masturbating or solo sex hard to give yourself that pleasure because your brain is actively following where your pleasure going <laughs> is going so mm-hmm. when you have the there's the there's a beauty of a forehand and going into completely receive mode is it's that complete surrender along with the experience of of you know the different techniques that we use um and and learning to allow rather than sort of force or control or dictate where or how our bodies like perform or respond particularly with orgasm and yeah. particularly with women 
So it's a learn, a letting go of your pelvic floor and gently sort of bearing down as opposed to sort of squeezing up and having tension um, can be a really new sensation and not trying to chase an orgasm in that space can actually allow you to sort of create new pleasure pathways, which means you can explore different ways of orgasm. You can explore different ways of actual pleasure within your body rather than going to your sort of, you know, same, same route that you might always go down. It, and it, for me, one of the things that I found so fascinating was that it was, um, it was in fact, uh, um, really energizing. Um, and, and I don't normally experience orgasm as energizing, right? Mm. I mean, afterwards, I'm tired, not in a bad way. I feel great, right? Mm. But, but this was very different. I, I, I had tons and tons of energy. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and, That's awesome. It was. It was awesome. And one of the things that was, I mean, for me, what, one of the things that was so surprising was uh, I had come in and not so much with an agenda, but I found an area I wanted to work on, which is the knowledge that when I, um, particularly when I have a clitoral orgasm, moving on to a second orgasm is difficult. I have a, lo- a fairly long refractory period. Mm. And... Um, so that kind of frustrates me. So I thought maybe we'd push through that. Mm. And we ended up doing it in a different way because this squirting thing came up. And <laughs> uh, for me, that's something that I have fought against. Um, yeah. I know there's tons of other women like me who mm. would be like, yeah, I want to do it, but no, no, there's something like, and my body would get really tense. It would be mm. difficult. Mm. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole squirting the ejaculation thing. That's um that's my partner's definite speciality, um with his magic fingers. Yeah. So uh, I'll break it down a little bit. So yeah, the 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 whole the whole body massage, the whole sort of letting go and the energizing thing. So when you are not doing anything, um, you can focus on a sort of. And a full deep breath. I mean, some people get into very sort of pranayamic breath or meditative breath um, mm-hmm. or different types of breathing techniques. We don't, depending on the person, we'll sort of go through techniques or not. Again, if you start getting into techniques, then you start getting into your head, right? Yeah. So the main thing is that you're breathing fully and, and deeply. And we go through a couple of pelvic floor exercises just to sort of help you connect with your pelvic floor. Nothing more than that, just as long as you can keep connecting back to your breath. So the energy is probably, the you know, feeling energized afterwards is just sort of you're, you're filling up your juicy tank <laughs> you're filling, you're yeah. with, with breath and, and touch and sexual energy and sexual sensations and erotic just goodness. So it's a whole body. So I'm not surprised that you were um, energized, but it is a nice feeling when it's, it's a newness as well to be able to receive pleasure in that way. Yeah. And the ejaculation is, is, is a whole, well, I know a lot of women say, oh, well, I can't do it. I've tried all this. And in my experience, and we've been doing this, um, you know, for, for many years, I've been a body worker for about 15 years, and Dee has learned this, the art of Akachabali. So um, this, this female ejaculation technique he, he learned um, in his upbringing is, he's been doing it for many years. So the idea that is, any anyone can do it. We've all got the plumbing to. All all vulvas right. or, or females assigned at birth have got the plumbing to do it. Mostly, unless there's sort of something you know, um, not quite right or whatever. That's the generally everyone can do it if they want to. 
we're sort of wired from the top down. So there's a a few elements you have to a trust and actually want to do it. A lot of, there's a lot of fear and phobia around, you know, it will smell funny or will I pee? Will I do this? Will I do this? Um, When you can trust that it's welcome and accepted, that's a click. (laughs) And then also obviously the experience and technique of what we do, but it's the full body relaxing. We're not sort of doing uh, relaxy bit, relaxy bit, then sexy bit, then push it out bit. It's it's all entwined. So you can actually, it feels like a natural buildup rather than, oh gosh, now I've got to try and do this thing. Right. So it's entwined throughout. And we talk you through it. So as you're doing it, it's not sort of like, you know, you've got to do all these different steps. It just is a natural progression. And then, oh, you're skirting. <laughs> um, and pretty much, I think, yeah, uh, it's the combination of, of the yoni, the pussy massage, excuse me, and um, and then knowing when you're ready and then knowing when you want to let go. And then the technique that Dee uses also. And it's a, it's a two-way thing. He can't just, we can't just do it if if the, if the yoni <laughs> owner isn't on board. <laughs> the pussy needs to be on board in order to do it. So it's, yeah. it's a whole group effort. But yeah, it's definitely possible for for everyone if they want to do it or explore it in a unique way and I I mean for me one of the things that was so amazing was that I associate exhaustion with squirting Mm. I mean I mean like real exhaustion like I can't move and don't ask me to move ever and that just wasn't my experience at all it was it was actually really easy Uh, Mm. I was amazed to know that I could do this more than once um and and probably could have done it more than the three times that I did had I had I wanted to. You know what I mean? It was like, wow. Oh, absolutely! It is incredible how much fluid is inside us. It like I still like I've been doing it for years. I still get I've got absolute admiration for for um, female bodies. It's incredible where where it all like what happens and how much little research there is. How little research there is is incredible. But yeah, the energizing. It's sort of like um. It, it can be a sort of, it, it, it's a, it can be, yeah, a new sort of, at least a sort of a purge, um, how you feel after you've sort of just, um, everyone is different. Some people feel a complete release of emotions and lots of tears, so lots of fluid right. on both ends. <laughs> right. Um, and that's, that's completely welcome and accepted as well. I mean, um, there's, you don't know what's going to come up. Some people are laughing and, and fit. Some people just need some real silent, strong hugs afterwards. Some people want to just chat the whole time afterwards. Just everyone is, everybody just releases differently. So it's just, um, yeah, every, everyone, there's a space for whatever is going to come up for that. That's brilliant. And then we're about a minute from break again, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. This wow. time to go quickly. <laughs> um, and when we come back, um, we'll just talk more about this topic and um, really, I guess, kind of all the reasons that you might do this and maybe talk a little bit about how um, um, erotic massage is viewed in the world and where we think it fits um, in terms of disciplines um, and educate people a little more. Mm. Uh, And uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes after a word from our sponsors. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex. This is why and why is for Yoni Massage. And I am talking with Jessica Parker today all about erotic massage. So before the break, um, 
we were going to talk a bit about kind of where we slot this in, where, where you would slot erotic massage in, in terms of disciplines. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it is a term that is kind of, it is bandied about sort of, I don't know, in, so for example, in London, there's a lot of tantric massage and sensual massage. And tantric massage in London in particular seems to be sort of a buzzword for really anything. So um, it, erotic massage, I, I prefer to call the massage that I do, uh, you know, sensual full body massage. Uh-huh. I'm sure I could add all sorts of other buzzwords on it. Where it fits in is within, it's sort of, it, it's holistic sexual wellness in, in my interpretation of it. Um, so a lot of people ask me, well, is it tantric? And I'm like, well, I could probably um, angle it that way, but it's because tantra and the word of tantra seems to mean different things for different people. And I think, um, you know, there's there's different ways of interpretations of what people think is a tantric massage and how they perform it. So I sort of like to keep it a really accessible and... Yep tangible for a lot of people who aren't necessarily into spirituality or anything in particular I think it has a place for just you know normal everyday massage because a lot of the time our massage is sort of avoiding all of the pelvis yet and and you know even in even the stomach as well um yeah which I find you know very disconnective so in terms of in where it, where it should be placed, I think it should be placed right at the top <laughs> in, yeah. in the industry for just general sexual wellness, particularly, you know, when we're learning about our bodies, it would be really helpful if we could have that experience and also within relationship or like I mentioned before, after childbirth and things, like major bodily functions, we can sort of reconnect back with our whole body. So it's holistic in a way that holistic massage probably isn't. <laughs> Yes. I mean, I, one of the things that I find, um, I guess, disconcerting is that we don't really have an idea of sexual wellness as a thing except to talk about um, lack of disease. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Prevention and protection, not pleasure. Yeah. So. We, don't, we don't speak about pleasure. We don't speak about, um, even when we speak about sexual dysfunction, Mm. often it, it's in a it's in an incredibly clinical manner so yeah. um no real focus on the fact that what we're trying to do is get pleasure back yeah 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 and then all the pressure of performing and all these sort of things that could you know leads to lots of anxiety and lots of other dysfunction as it were whereas a lot of people don't have any dysfunctions it's just it's sort of it like I said before generally a lot of issues that we come up against are usually from the brain the mind downwards and then our our genitals don't react in the way that we want them to Um, so once I think when we can understand that sexual well-being means you know actual holistic well-being as well uh, mental well-being emotional well-being it's all sort of connected obviously yeah, and it's 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 interesting to me when I look at at, um, for example, when clients come in, and often women will come in and say, "Well, you know, I have trouble with orgasm," and as you explore that, um, 
they'll say, well, you know, I can have a clitoral orgasm, but I can't have a vaginal orgasm. And the mm. way in which that is said is as though that means there's something wrong with them. Mm. Without understanding that a good 38% of folks don't experience orgasm from penetration. Mm. Um, and that sort of um, 20 to 25, I think it's 20 to 25% um, don't experience orgasm at all. And so, you know, you're already ahead of the game if you're managing to experience orgasm. But mm. there's so much around, I saw an article in Bustle recently, and it was, you know, the eight different ways that we can have an orgasm, mm. which to me was sort of like, okay, let's just pressure some more people who are not who are already not having the one or two ways that they knew about, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, particularly my female clients, yeah, they're, they're worried about that they're not having enough, they're not having enough different types of orgasms, that they um, can only orgasm one way, and I'm um, like, and that they're not normal. I'm like, well, who told you that you're not normal? Who are you measuring yourself against? Um, and I'm like, are you, are you, have you done your own? <laughs> like, they, they, they don't know. It's just the social pressure and yeah. a lot of, a lot of things that aren't really celebrating self-discovery and lots of different other ways to find pleasure. It's sort of like these benchmarks that, that people need to get, get to. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised at how many women still look at clitoral orgasm as, in, in quotes. And I had to, I had to correct people and say, well, it's actually all clitoral orgasm. Right? Mm. Like when, mm. it, when it's from inside, it's just hitting the back part of the clitoris instead of the, the, the external part of the clitoris. Mm. Mm. <laughs> But um, they, you know, that that like that that focusing on the external clitoris was not. Um, what, what was this? This woman said wasn't um, grown up. Right. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Now yeah. I've heard that in years. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's. Um, I think a lot of well, the other work that I do is coming down to sort of supporting people through a self pleasure practice. So learning, relearning your own body, and learning how to masturbate or, or self pleasure in other different ways. So you're not just sort of hardwiring this this one way that you are um, masturbating, which is completely fine. But it's just exploring other ways because how can you expect yourself to turn on all these different types of orgasms that you're meant to be having? when you're not having them by yourself you, it takes practice to learn these sort of like these these ways to explore pressure so i think it's sort of pressure on top of pressure when we expect our bodies to have you know a, a vaginal orgasm by the time we're whatever age or by the time we've gone out with someone for however long it doesn't just sort of happen you you got it's you've, it's got to come back to the self and and where you want to take your own body. We put a lot of pressure or a lot of expectation on our partners to know how to please us when a lot of the time we don't know how to, how we, how we work. Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's one of the areas that I think is so important. Mm. Is often we don't know how to please ourselves. Often we don't know what we want, what we like, what yeah. we like. And the expectation is that some partner is going to come along, you know, with, with some magic skills and yeah. then, of course, we locate our pleasure in that partner. So if that partner goes away, then what? Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of the times, like, um, you know, vulvas are mysterious things at the best of times, particularly if you don't have one. So 
if you're yeah. putting a lot of pressure on someone to perform and give you that pleasure without learning for yourself, then that's, yeah, that's sort of going to be um, uh, a bit of a, a challenge to keep that up, <laughs> really. Mm. So when you, when you work with clients um, in terms of helping them learn to self-pleasure, what, what kinds of, um, of, of things do you do in order to help them kind of shift well, patterns like really stuck patterns because that's a really common one people come in with. Yeah, yeah. So say, okay, an A type type of client would be um, a female in her sort of late twenties, um, busy busy day job, you know, out and about, um, been single for a while, and just wants to learn, like, uh, just wants to has trouble orgasming with partners. So mm-hmm. she's doing a lot of one night stands and has trouble orgasming. So uh, we work on a three-week pleasure, self-pleasure practice within her own context. So usually she'll be she's so-called addicted to her vibrator, so only being able to come hard and fast, hard and fast, very quickly. So then when she does go and have sex with another person, that's they're not they're not a, a human vibrator, <laughs> so she so she can't come. So we try and like work in with her actual day, see when she has time to learn how to practice different types of pleasure. So rather than sort of creating a whole nother practice, people don't have time. You know, they're not going to spend half an hour lying around a day. Ideally, they will. But we're trying to sort of like infuse pleasure into and sensory learning into our day, our daily life, rather than sort of leaving it just once a week into a sort of a Saturday lion mm-hmm. mess around. So it's that's what that's what I work in, sort of looking at the daily where we can get that sort of sensory somatic pleasure or learning or understanding and so we can start to recreate new pleasure pathways we're not trying to get rid of the old pleasure pathway it's there it's happening we're just trying to sort of expand and get variation and sensation on in different ways so it might be you know really enjoying your um, shower or bath in a whole different erotic way imagining how you would want your lover to shower you or bathe you and doing little little things like that just to help click in the brains to think about pleasure in a different way think about their own self-pleasure in a different way so the idea being that um the person would be able to learn to to reach orgasm without the vibrator sometimes or yeah or just other maybe they don't want to they don't want to let go of the vibrator i mean vibrators are great porn is great all these sort of things that we get addicted to are great it's just when we can't when we can only get to pleasure using them that's when it becomes an issue so using variation so maybe a, a vibrator for a little while and then um using different types of touch different types of you know uh, sensation play like temperature or, or touch or yeah. lubrication yeah that makes lots of sense mm-hmm. um we are a few minutes from break um, and before we go to break today i want to remind you all about my favorite favorite wand we've just been talking about vibrators the o wand is elegant cordless and completely waterproof and it's super powerful it's got four speeds and seven programs and a completely ergonomic handle which for anyone who's got any kind of arthritis or stiffness in their joints makes it a lot easier to handle this wand vibrator is incredible, and in my opinion, it beats the magic wand by a mile. If you want a 10% discount, head over to www.mrandmrstoy.com and put in Dr. Lori 10. 
And we will be back in a couple of minutes after some more words from our other sponsors. And we will pick up with the last segment of Why is for Yoni Massage. Welcome back, everybody, to the last segment of Why is for Yoni Massage. And I am still here with Jessica Parker. Um, During the break, we were talking about the fact that um, vibrators are wonderful things, but... Um, if that's the way that you have learned how to reach orgasm, that can pose a problem when you switch to um, playing with other people mm. um, because nobody can have that level of, in, of intensity or speed, or speed <laughs> for that period of time. And I was saying that um, I think people in my generation um, and, and, and perhaps also the generation down from me um, where vibrators were pretty yuck. I mean, I remember the plastic. It it was a, a sickly white plastic, um, <laughs> like <and> a speculum. <laughs> yeah, but it was really hard. It was really hard, and I like looked at it. I kind of played with it for a second and went, "Nope, nope, nope. This, this isn't going to work." So many of us, I mean, because we learned when we did learn um, to have orgasm, we learned with our hands and things. I mean, I know, I know, in the '60s, the magic wand became really popular. Mm. Um, so. Um, and that's still, you know, in my generation and, and the generation above, but a lot of us learned with our hands and, uh, when yeah. we find toys, it was different. Well, sex tech has become like a major, a major thing now. It's that there's amazing toys out there and you can design them all to suit you and loads, loads of advances in there as well as lube, lubrication and all, all oh of the different types of things that are coming out now. So there are lots that I'm sure there's loads of advances, but it's still, and that, and that's great as a, as a tool and as an accessory to self-pleasure. But if we still don't know how to access pleasure with our hands, I think that should be the first tool <laughs> that we use, not necessarily just our hands, but, you know, just uh, to be able to come into our own bodies with our body um, yes. can be, is, is, should be, sort of taught as the first tool well, um, and, and you're saying taught and the, and the, and there and there's the rub isn't it we don't teach anybody yeah. yeah and that's what a lot of my work is actually becoming now so whether the people who are out of a relationship have never been in a relationship or have been in a relationship for a very long time coming back to basics learning about um how to touch each other and learning to do erotic massage uh, because it takes the pressure off performance and it can you can sort of renew your own appreciation or your your skin in another way um or your partner's skin in another way that um doesn't have to involve it's intuitive it can be very sort of natural and organic touch it can be five minutes or it can be a whole hour and a half it doesn't really matter it's um and it's quite accessible so it's not doesn't require a lot of setup so i think people are finding that you know coming back to the basics of essential touch and being present is not only good for the receiver but great for the giver because everyone just can connect in a other in a whole nother way that can be beautifully erotic and sensual without necessarily having to be performative indeed i mean and there's a couple of things with that one of the one of the things that really stood out to me recently um is talking with people about um how if someone is single, they may not get any physical touch at all. 
in oh, their yeah, we're touch starved lives <laughs> and they become incredibly touch starved mm. how damaging that is and the fact is is that we've known for decades that human beings need touch to be healthy mm. yeah absolutely and and then so people who who don't have much touch in their lives and all of a sudden are in relationship or wanting to be then there becomes a whole lot of a whole other level of anxiety because you know there's touch as in hugging and holding hands and then there's touch as in pleasing someone or or you know sexually stimulating them so and we're not taught these things in sex ed and um, we're not taught how to play, how to be how to have pleasure and a lot of stress is as um a lot of my male clients are coming with you know um, thinking they've got erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation and all sorts of other issues, whereas it's just stress. So if they can have a tool where they don't need to worry about being hard all the time, that like massage or learning how to slow down and just provide pleasure without using your penis can be a really nice way that can help both parties enjoy and feel a lot more. So yeah, a lot of my work is actually just coming back to basics and teaching people the art of actual sensual massage, whether it's couples or and I use models or teach people, they bring their partners. So it can be a, just a, you know, it's sex ed for adults, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's better I, than massaging a banana. <laughs> but, but I, yeah, I, yeah, seriously. I mean, but, mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things that's important for people to realize is that, and I'm, I was reading this today. So in 2020, sex education will become mandatory mm. in British schools. Only what's in 2020. In, that's right. That was going to say, what's wrong with that sentence? Right now, so much is wrong with that sentence. <laughs> right now, it's not mandatory. <laughs> and so that kind of explains a lot of things. Well, uh, well I'm finding uh, it. Actually, I'm doing sex ed on a, a sort of a, a weird uh, grassroots level. We are actually doing a lot of um, hen parties yeah. in particular where I do demonstration, the art of genital massage, the art of penis and pussy massage, Either I bring a partner or demonstrate it live or else we use dildos and all hilarious things. But they get it in, um, they hire, hire us as a sort of, you know, a funny, quirky thing. And they cut, and it's, a, it's a long, it's, it's basically like a sex ed class for like, you know, a whole lot of females drunk on, half drunk on Prosecco. And they really learn and we really get a lot of out, out of it. So it's kind of, it's really needed because I'm seeing it at a later stage where it's just the information isn't there. It's hugely needed, um, and and it, it's needed from very young. Mm, you know, I yeah. mean, um, I was reading um, Erica something Erica Lust wrote about um, how sex education should go, and yeah. um, she was talking about the fact that you know sex education needs to be happening continuously from primary school, and in primary school, it's just about having positive relationships. Like mm. that's part of sex education, right? Communicating, it's, absolutely. It's all, it's all, it's continuous throughout Uh, and that we need to be talking about pleasure and we need to be talking about techniques of pleasure Mm. and we need to be talking about um, solo pleasure um, as a number of things, you know, first and foremost of us learning our own bodies, which is going to set up for a positive sexual life later on. If you don't know your own body, it's really hard. Yeah, it's all coming down to self-regulating as well, knowing when, and that can not only, you know, spill over into just your general stressful work life, but learning about your own boundaries within your own sexual body, your own emotional once you're sort of, because, you know, people are burning out a lot more, so the libido is going down, so it's all sort of connected, that whole 
like we we're talking before, sexual well-being is a completely underrated thing of how much it links in with overall well-being within our relationships, our mental health, yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, educating our kids as well. And I, I, I also meet lots of people who who um, won't even have a massage that doesn't approach the erotic. Right. Yeah. Like and yeah, absolutely. The, it's not for it. everyone. I know it's not for everybody, but I always wonder, you know, for me, it's like if you can't, you, they can't tolerate being touched by another person. Mm, yeah. And yeah. I know there are some issues where people have trouble with touch, but I'm not thinking of those situations. I'm yeah. Kind of ordinary people who are so out of touch with their bodies that the idea of having a massage is just frightening. Yeah, well, we're becoming we're becoming a lot sort of like um, sanitized and sterilized sort of environment. So you know, I can definitely tell different cultures and their approach to to bodies and and touch is very different within my clients. So a lot of Scandinavian clients, they're pretty much naked before I even said hello because they're used to growing up in you know going to spas like um, yeah. uh, what is it saunas? They've got a whole yeah. sauna and spa type culture, whereas. Um, other clients from other parts of the world, you know, then they not can't even hold hands with the opposite sex. So there's a lot of repression. So there's you can definitely see that it, it is a cultural and social sort of issue that is 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 tough for people to navigate. Yeah, I know. I think it's really hard work. Um, mm. But so I mean, I mean, I would say to people that it is so worth it because the um, the benefits of having this sort of joined up um, um, well-being is mm. are huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also having, having, yeah, I mean, physical experiences that don't have like taboo. So having, having the sort of emotional sexual well-being doesn't need to mean that you need to go and have sex or have an erotic massage or, or whatever. It can just be sort of, yeah, starting off at little steps, talking about it. Um, doing something that works within your own sort of boundaries and edges. Um, so the fact that I think it's conversations need to start rather than having lists of what you're not being able to do, having sort of conversations around what you are wanting to explore within yourself. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I think it, it's so important for people to understand how much is out there, which is obviously one of the reasons why I love doing this radio show because um, there are so many different ways of experiencing pleasure. Just amazing number of ways of having pleasure. And um, and people are really unaware of how many different ways there are. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Without education, they're not going to learn. So this is no. one of the best, I think, because to learn about yourself first and to be able to receive um, and, I, and I, I would highlight the fact that I think many people have no idea what that means. Exactly. It sounds like a whole lot of words put together and where do you even start? So, yeah. and a lot of times, you know, people think they get to a certain age and they should know a lot more. And I'm like, well, you, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You just, you, you know, you can read all the books, you can look at all the magazines telling you to have diff eight different ways to please him or her or whatever. But the physical experience and the somatic learning, our bodies actually learning and receiving and, and understanding is a whole different sort of level. And you can't put pressure on yourself that, you know, you should know this by now. You should know how to please every woman by now. It doesn't work like that. A lot of it comes down to listening and slowing down and discovering and exploring. 
but there's subtlety in that. It doesn't have to be, you know, big sort of tick box things that you go and, and do. It's a lot of it comes down to that self-exploration. Yes, absolutely. So we're a few minutes from the end of the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. If, God, if people want to find you, where's the best place for them to find you? It's Jessica Parker, one word, dot co. So it's just a dot co, um, C-O. Jessica Parker, one word, dot co. And that has all my different things on it. So it's got ebony and ivory, the autoerotic massage. You can contact me for just one-on-one therapy. It has my pleasure island parties, which are essential erotic parties for um, like-minded people. And Lady Liquid Love, which is also another sort of sensory self-discovery journey. So all of the outlines of those things are on there. Brilliant. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. If you've got more questions, email me at lauribeth at drlauribethbisbee.com. If you have an idea for the show, please, 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 please send it in. Um, Next week, the letter is Z, and Z is for Zebra. My guest will be Zebra, and he will be talking about uh, pony play, and he will be talking about furries and And we will also be joined by Goddess Indigo, who will be chiming in on the conversation. It should be a lot of fun. Um, I hope you will listen then. And in the meantime, have a hot and healthy and fun week.